Welcome to the Dear Nikki Mama podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Martha. And our mission is to connect the past and the present Nikki Mom by celebrating our stories and what our babies have overcome. Whether your NICU journey was 50 years ago or whether you find yourself in the NICU today, we hope that this podcast reminds you that you are not alone. Hello, sisterhood, and welcome to the Dear Nikki Mama podcast. It's me, Martha, and also our other favorite co-host, Ashley. Today is going to be a wonderful episode. We have a special guest. Her name is Randy, and she's here to talk a little bit about how we as Nikki Mamas can can care for ourselves, practice healing, uh, self-compassion, and self-care. Uh, Randy, do you want to just introduce yourself? You have such a long list. I was on your <laughs> website the other day. You have such a long list of skills and experiences, mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to sum up in a sentence. So do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? <laughs> yeah, that's a struggle I have as a business owner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Something I think about a lot. How can I sum myself up in a <laughs> sentence? Um, but yeah, so I've been a body worker and therapeutic yoga teacher for over a decade. So that's mm-hmm. my background into the healing world. And the past few years have become a lot more focused on self-care and making our lifestyle more of a healing opportunity because people would come in and see me and I would help them with their body pain and whatever else. And then they'd go back into their everyday lives and recreate it. And while Mm -hmm. that might be good for business as a body (laughs) worker, um, I don't like that. Like that's not um, what it's all about. So Mm -hmm. I've been teaching more and more about self-care and how we can take the things we learn from the professionals we go to for help and bring aspects of that into our everyday life. So that evolved into, I did a newsletter, well, I still do a newsletter, but the newsletter evolved into a podcast. So I have my podcast, The Simple Self-Care Podcast. Which we will link in the show notes for oh, sure. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I do a lot of online content, my Instagram, I talk about it a lot. Um, and I'll be moving more into having more tangible tools, but lately it's also evolved into aligning with the seasons and especially for us here that live in the upper Midwest, (laughs) it's really helpful to align ourselves with that so we can stay happy and healthy and use what nature is doing to enhance our own healing and Mm -hmm. kind of use it as a structure and a gauge for what to be doing Mm -hmm. and as a way to (laughs) reflect. So that's kind of what I do. Um, With my bodywork practice, I now specialize in abdominal massage. Mm. So I'm really getting intimate with that womb space (laughs) and working with the muscles around that to help with digestion and cycles and infertility and all of that. So that's my latest nerd out has been um, helping the ladies in particular um, and learning more about that. So yeah, that's the gist of it. That's awesome. I mean, there's so many different facets to that. I feel like we could talk to you about for about a million hours about Mm -hmm. each of them. Um, I just Christian, I've never even heard the term body worker before. Mm -hmm. Could you explain like if someone were to ask you like, what's a body worker? What would you, how would you describe that? Yeah, it's a term that has a pretty wide umbrella and I've used that term more lately because while I do massage therapy and that's my training, a lot of the techniques that I learn are not just muscle manipulation. So it's doing stretching and breathing and other various techniques that help heal the body. 
in terms of thinking about our, our NICU mamas, another thing that probably would be good to define is the idea of self-care mm. because um, it's, a, it's a buzzword and we've talked about it on previous podcasts before, but could you define what that looks like uh, in terms of your work? Yeah, and that's a word that I have publicly gone back and forth about. <laughs> I almost changed the name of my podcast uh, just because it it can be kind of an annoying word these days, um, as with most things in the wellness industry eventually. <laughs> like um, keto. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more of how do you feel about it? Um, but I've always come back to it and because it's it's really the best term to to summarize taking care of yourself. So how I define it is the act of tuning into your true needs and then acting accordingly. Mm. So it's different for everybody. It doesn't have to be something extravagant or something you have to add to your to-do list. It's that mindful act of saying, hey, self, how are you doing? What Mm. do you need? Like, what do you need right now? And what can I do? And so, yeah. Oh, I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's the idea of uh, the first step being mindfulness. That's that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think for NICU moms, that's um, it has to be an intentional step because mm-hmm. you are the last priority on your list because you're in a trauma situation with your child. So I think mm-hmm. just taking that first step of saying, what do I need? It really processing that it would be huge. And giving yourself permission to ask yourself that because it can sometimes feel like you have everything else to think about, everything else to worry about. But to give yourself permission to ask, what do I need? I mean, that's almost like, I feel like that's kind of a brave question for NICU moms because you're thinking about your baby and what your baby needs and you're recovering from a traumatic experience Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it almost takes bravery to just sit down and ask yourself, what do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's revolutionary. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely counterintuitive to the modern understanding of motherhood for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think it's making a, some, like we're making breakthroughs in that. But mm-hmm. the reality is, is that if you break, you're not going to be able to be there or anybody. And so if you can reframe self-care as a way that you take care of your child mm-hmm. instead of this thing that you're taking away from your child, mm-hmm. that can change everything mm-hmm. because it's the truth. It's mm-hmm. seriously the truth. And when you're going through a traumatic experience, that is a time where you get to give yourself some grace because you're you got to get through it. You know, and you and you probably won't be doing a lot of self care, which is fine because your body is strong mm-hmm. and you're a powerful woman, and your body knows how to help you get through trauma. Mm-hmm. And so, to these, as we talk about self care, um, try not to let it turn into another thing that you should do mm-hmm. and make yourself feel bad about, especially when you are sitting there in the waiting room. There's nothing you can do, or you know, all of your needs are being met. It's going to have to be modified to, like, super baby steps. Like, sometimes just taking a shower is, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the biggest step of self-care you can do. Mm -hmm. Taking some mindful breaths. Like, whatever you can do, asking for help, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. that's enough. Like, the last thing to be doing in moments of trauma and stress, like, really high intensity, is to be feeling bad that you're not taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. But then when you get an opportunity to you have 110% permission to do so because you 
do need to fill yourself up. You have mm-hmm. to eat. You know, mm-hmm. you have to shower eventually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you need to do these things. And if you don't, you will you won't be serving your child at all. Mm-hmm. So it's this tricky balance. And that's why I'm a big fan of the daily practices, whether you're having a good day or a bad day, is you're building a relationship with yourself and you're fueling yourself up for when the next moment of trauma and stress happens because it will happen. That's life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it can happen when you're anticipating it. If you're in a specific situation, it can happen when you're not anticipating it at all. So that's why these little things that we do every day, moment to moment, can make us who we are and can give us the tools we need to show up how we want to be mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. No, that's powerful. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of trauma, let's talk a little bit about where in our bodies we carry and hold trauma. Yeah, and there are some common areas, like you hear, like, I keep all my stress in my shoulders, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. It's usually the area that is being stressed out the most. Um, it, there's some really interesting research and anecdotal evidence of, what, like, it being stored in, like, if you fell off your bike, your body, if it's left to kind of unwind, it'll go back to that position Hmm. of where you were when you landed in Hmm. your accident Hmm. and what happens is that it kind of makes this traumatic imprint in the tissues and it takes a lot of time and energy to undo that imprint and so it's really it really varies from person to person commonly shoulders neck we carry a lot there but that's also a lot from our daily habits Um, It's how we're breathing. So if we're breathing a lot with the chest and neck, that can cause a lot of issues. We keep a lot in our belly. And this is why I am obsessed Mm -hmm. with abdominal Mm -hmm. everything right now. (laughs) Is because the more I literally and figuratively dig into that area, Mm -hmm. um, there's so much happening. Mm -hmm. And there's so much we're storing in there that's Mm -hmm. not getting processed or released. Mm -hmm. And that can, it's coming up in our digestion issues. It's coming up in our fertility issues endometriosis like so many things are becoming more and more popular I guess not not in a good way but um and so that's it's these muscle memories these areas that um we're tightening up if you have sexual trauma that's being kept a lot in the low belly Mm -hmm. um there's a really amazing muscle called the psoas which connects from your low back spine and it comes forward and then wraps around your hip bones and like cradles your organs and then like attaches on the inside of your leg and it's like this amazing beautiful muscle and it it flexes the leg and so when you have a traumatic experience and you um, protect yourself you're hugging in and that muscle can hold a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. and so when you get that muscle massaged it's super intense for many reasons, but a lot of people have an emotional response Mm -hmm. when that happens. And so how you can tell if it's happening in your own body, honestly, it's hard to tell a lot of times because our body gets into survival mode and it purposefully masks the areas of pain. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to have them get tucked away where you don't have to look at them anymore so you can function. And I'm assuming, especially when you're in, like, new motherhood, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's a lot going on, and you're like, I don't have time for that. And so it gets tucked away and tucked away until you have a moment, 
and then all of a sudden, or you get a massage, and all of a sudden the floodgates open up, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, okay, now will you listen to me <laughs> that you have mm-hmm. a moment, you know? And so it's hard to say and even hard to notice when trauma is happening in our bodies because we are programmed to protect ourselves all the mm-hmm. time. But that's why self-care is so important is because it creates a safe space for you to process the trauma mm-hmm. instead of it all of a sudden coming out mm-hmm. when it's the most inconvenient time mm-hmm. and you got a lot going on and then all of a sudden you're a hot mess, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that happens. But that's what I have found with healing my own trauma is that when I schedule it and I make time where I feel safe, I'm with therapists or practitioners that make me feel safe, I can let myself go there and let myself process it. There's a phrase in the, the healing world that says, if you don't listen to your body whisper, then you'll have to hear it scream. Mm-hmm. And we all know that mm-hmm. <laughs> feeling. So that's why um, the more you can hear those body whispers and do something about it, um, the more you can process the trauma as it goes. But again, it has to be in a, in a wise timing and not your timing. Mm-hmm. And we try to force things or we try to neglect things. But your body is so wise, and it will help you heal mm-hmm. if you allow it. Mm-hmm. I I have to say, listening to you talk about this, I really think about um, the predominant experience of childbirth for, I think, most Mickey moms is one of trauma. Mm-hmm. Because it's the opposite of anticipation and expectation. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it just completely catches you off guard. It's your body, but it's also your baby's body. Uh, so when you talk about the abdomen and the mm-hmm. gut and everything, I can't help but think about just the womb in general and the experience that um, mothers have in relationship to their bodies after delivery, which I know is one of disconnection a lot of times. Um, mm-hmm. To have you... Do you have any anecdotal or research experience that talks about that in the womb? I know you've talked a little bit about infertility a little bit. Yeah, it's been really interesting as I've worked on women's womb space. Yes. <laughs> womb uh, is such a weird word. I feel I regret choosing it. <laughs> no, don't. Womb. <laughs> yes. Well, and I, my friends joke that I'm like the womb healer. The yes. womb, And I'm like, that sounds so hippy-dippy. Yes. But like, okay, yes. I'll go there. Yes. <laughs> I'll go there. <laughs> you know, because it's like, I guess for me, like, why I started getting into this modality. Like I just went to a training in it because I already did a lot of abdominal work just on the muscles um, and the trigger points that affect the low back and all sorts of things. And I needed CE credits for being a massage therapist. And so I went because it was Arvigo, uh, Mayan abdominal massage. And I'm like, I love abdomens. I love herbs. I love ancient cultures. I need some credits. Like, cool. I'll learn some stuff. And I haven't had children yet, but I have had, I have a really intense relationship with having children and my desire to, and then mm. every, everything not going to plan, and it's a long story. But anyway, it's a very emotional thing for me mm-hmm. that I've had to do a lot of healing around. Um, 
and being 34 and not having kids sometimes biologically feels weird. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anyway. (laughs) I think, I mean, that's a construct too because of the evil word of geriatric pregnancy. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be 35 soon and it's like doomsday, you know. (laughs) You like hear the law and order like dun, 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 dun. dun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, So I've had to do a lot of healing around that. But what has helped me with that is... Um, I went to this training and we did a meditation where we tuned into our womb Mm. and we like talked to it Mm. and I've done a lot of weird stuff and (laughs) I love it, but that I'd never done that before. And I was in a pretty like chill, you know, I wasn't going through a lot of emotions or anything. I was just doing a training. And then when I tuned in and listened to what that area had to say, I freaking lost it. Oh, man. I bawled my eyes out, and I had to stay after with the teacher, <laughs> and she had to calm me oh down. And I'm like, I haven't even, what? You know, like, <laughs> right. and, I, and I work really hard at being healthy, you know, right. and, but that was an area that was so, there's so much judgment around it. Mm-hmm. There's so much social pressure. If it's not with birthing, it's with how does it look? Mm-hmm. You know, how is it operating? Like, hide it away or show it off but only if it looks a certain way you know and then it's positive when a baby's there but then like what happens as it's leaving you or afterwards Mm -hmm. or our cycles like oh I hate my period like all this stuff like it's there's so much emotion in there and it's like being a woman it's part of our like primal Mm -hmm. purpose is to grow babies you know grow a human and Mm -hmm. and it's totally fine if we don't decide to have children but like it that doesn't change our biological makeup of what Mm -hmm. we were created for you know and so there's just so much going on there and so I felt it in my own body and after that I went and taught at my one of my yoga classes I had just come back from that training and I was like you guys, <laughs> your womb. I need to heal your womb. Like, <laughs> luckily, everyone knows I'm weird anyway. Yeah. I was just like, I'm like, we we need to do this. Like, mm-hmm. we need to be tuning into that area and listening to it mm-hmm. and and nurturing it, you know? And so I did more training, and now I'm offering it to the community. And I've been really surpri- surprised, but not surprised at, like, how – my schedule has filled up with that and how mm. we're craving some positivity and some nurturing with that area of the mm. body and hearing women's stories is just wow. blown me away. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn how to protect my energy more doing those massages, like doing regular body work. I've you know, gotten really good at not taking people's pain home with me. But when I started doing that, I would get like heart palpitations and mm. I would like, I'd go home and cry, and my husband was like, are you sure you want to keep doing this? Yeah. And I'm like, this is why I have to do it. Yeah. Like, this is the real stuff in here, and we're not going there because mm-hmm. of all the all the reasons. Yeah. And especially, I would imagine, for your community, like, it is, there's so much trauma there. Mm-hmm. There's so much, like, no matter if you have the healthiest pregnancy in the world, it's still traumatic to the body and it still requires a lot of TLC and it's easy when things go wrong to feel or differently to feel betrayed by our own bodies and to feel like why couldn't I do it like Mm so-and-so or what you know and I work with a lot of women who have infertility and women who Mm -hmm. have lost 
babies and um and it's so it's so hard to be able to have a any positive experience or a relationship with that or trust yeah. your body again mm-hmm. and what i've found with this work is what can you do to fully communicate with your body and give it love and nurturing and in the what i love about this style that i do is that you learn a self-care routine that you do at home and so i challenge the women <laughs> to do it i've done i do it regularly and it's really confrontational sometimes depending on what i'm going through but mm-hmm. um it provides love and healing and i use that time to connect with myself on a deep level and a lot of the women even women I work on that are have gone through menopause and they don't even have cycles anymore like Mm -hmm. they do it because it reminds them of their womanhood and Mm -hmm. they're like I never thought I could connect with being a woman I never liked being a a woman or that part of me but I feel like I'm in tune with that energy now that I never thought before and that energy can be really powerful when we're not angry at it yeah you know so that was a long tangent. No, wow, <laughs> it's so powerful to hear though. And I just got like full body goosebumps yeah. and also I want to go take a nap. If yeah. I'm going to be totally <laughs> honest too. I did not expect to get emotional mm-hmm. with this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking. I knew it would be amazing because it's you and I knew that what you would share would be powerful. But I just think like the way that you um, teach people to honor. Oof. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> To honor your body and to honor your womanhood is really powerful. And I think that what the word that you said, the feeling of betrayal, like both of us just really <laughs> looked at each other and we're like, no. <laughs> but it's, it is true. It's um, you, when you are someone who desires motherhood so mm-hmm. much, um, which I think all three of us have do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I can just, I, and and everybody who listens to this, I feel like that's something that they wanted. Um, uh, and then it, it doesn't go to plan. You know, um, I've had miscarriages and I lost my son four years ago and, mm. um, you know, had another preterm birth after that. And it's just, I have, you know, I can say, I can say with confidence that I have not felt connected to my body for half a decade now. And it probably will take me a couple more years to get past it. And I think that, um, it's okay to acknowledge that that it's going to take some time. Because mm-hmm. also, on top of all that stuff that happens, I think there's all the cultural and the social stuff that surrounds oh, yeah. it that is your entire lifetime. So I, I think that it's really powerful that you talked about those women going through the, the menopause, really mm-hmm. connecting to it too, you know. It's never it's never too late to, to honor your body and honor what you've been through. Mm-hmm. Sorry for my jangly jewelry. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the good news and some people might interpret this as bad news, but is that the healing journey is never over. There's never an end point. And when we think that there is an end point, that's when we get let down, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's when we don't truly heal because our expectations aren't very realistic. This kind of thing is going to be with you the rest of your life. And that's what life is you know we carry things in our bodies in our cells and we mm-hmm. we change you are changed now from these experiences mm-hmm. but that's not bad it's mm-hmm. actually really beautiful 
and when you the I think the goal is to just continue to heal the layers Mm -hmm. and even just accepting just saying it out loud like Mm -hmm. this really sucks Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel betrayed this is going to take me a long time Mm -hmm. that's amazing I mean how much more (laughs) healing is that then I'm fine everything's fine (laughs) (laughs) good vibes only that's when I throw my phone across the room and go curse you I know like (laughs) but but that's like the healing journey like I'm really passionate about that because we just think like okay this trauma happened now how do I fix it now I'm fine you know and Mm -hmm. everybody wants you to be fine Yes. Yeah. Yep. No one wants to look at it. Yep. No one wants yeah. to see it. And mm-hmm. people are people feel more comfortable when you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not on you mm-hmm. to make them feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so blah. Like it's mm-hmm. just become I don't know. It's it is that balance between being a functional human in the world, mm-hmm. finding joy, having joy with the people that you love, but then also being like you know what? I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And please be okay that I'm not okay because I'm okay that I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it really is okay to not be okay. And that's, and to be able to give people something tangible that they can do to um, help you. Mm-hmm. And to be like, you know what? I, I don't want to go out tonight. That's fine. Or you can text your girlfriend and be like, will you tell me something good about me? <laughs> Like, I have my girlfriends that I text, and I'm like, will you tell me that I'm cool? I don't know. I'm so loved. Or am I a good mom? Like, you know what I mean? Like, things like Mm -hmm. that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, I think that's really getting to the core of what self-care is, is knowing yourself well enough to know when you need to set boundaries, how you can communicate with people in your life, Mm -hmm. what you can ask of them, Mm -hmm. um, and how to let go of their own grieving, too. Because the people in your life are also grieving along with your mothers are grieving right along with you Mm. um and your partners and whomever else has been in this journey with you and how you grieve is going to be different with how they grieve and they're processing differently and it's just like it's really convoluted and all you can really do is learn how you can support yourself and therefore you can support others Mm -hmm. I think when it comes to, you talked about, you, you mentioned a lot, I've noticed, just feeling safe, mm. you know, um, not being okay around people who make you feel safe, um, pursuing your healing journey in areas that feel safe. I think that's something that we've tried to encourage NICU moms to, um, is, mm-hmm. and I think we saw that at our event, too, Absolutely. was just that we all felt safe, and mm-hmm. when it comes to... Um, people being uncomfortable with your grieving or your process, I think at the event we all finally felt like we didn't have to hide our grief anymore Mm -hmm. because we all understood it. And I think it it is maybe uncomfortable for people who haven't experienced a traumatic Mm -hmm. birth or traumatic child experience to tell them in detail about it because they just kind of look at you like, (laughs) cool, like, have you tried a bubble bath? (laughs) You know what I mean? And you're like, and then they stitched up my cervix and they're like I'm sorry we're at the grocery store right now (laughs) totally and so I love that you keep coming back to this Mm -hmm. um safety piece and um I think that is 
really important, an important part of healing. And we even say with our podcast episodes that you listen to them in a place where you feel safe because mm-hmm. it might bring yep. up emotions or yep. flashbacks to experiences. And so, um, mm-hmm. I, I just love that word safe because it, it really encompasses how we heal. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was thinking the same thing. It's so weird that you said that because I was thinking about the Facebook group we have. We have a, a private support group online for Nikki moms. And I love it because in comparison to other uh, Facebook groups, I think, which I are wonderful and have their own role to play, I it's less of like, my baby has this rash. What do you think it is? And it's it's more like... Oh, I I have to vent about this thing, or I'm feeling tell me this I'm not crazy. right. Tell me I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm feeling this way. Is that okay? And I just it's amazing how every single person steps up in that group. It's not just the moderators or the admins. People just set up and support each other and say, "Absolutely, this happened to me, and I felt the exact same way. You're doing great." Mm-hmm. And it's it's been the most amazing thing to witness. I feel so privileged mm-hmm. that we have these amazing women in the group. Mm-hmm. It just really speaks to that what you're saying about seeking out self-care when you need it and i'm i'm so grateful that this that that's the space we have Mm -hmm. for it too yeah so join the group if you if you want to (laughs) so maybe to end randy let's just chat a little bit about um you know i think that there are a lot of nikki moms that maybe um were a little quote crunchy or granola before they had a baby (laughs) they really appreciated like holistic practices in motherhood And then you're thrown into this medical world where it's all medicinal. It is all modern medicine. And there's really, Mm -hmm. I remember my um, labor nurse, she gave me some essential oils to sniff because I was very, um, my blood pressure wouldn't go down. (laughs) So she's like, smell this lab. (laughs) But that's about as holistic as my experience got. So for any moms that want to blend holistic and medicinal, maybe talk about medications, maybe just take that how you will. Yeah. I had one of my healers tell me that, and I really liked it because it involved pie, which I'm oh, a fan yeah. of. Yeah, and it's and know. it's very apropos to the season. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, but whatever issue you're going through has its own healing pie. So there's and there's different or a pizza if that's your jam. Yeah. Um, but like each aspect of healing has its own slice and different size slices, mm-hmm. and so. When we can put together our own recipe of what we need, that's wise healing. That includes medication. In emergency situations, that can include, you know, the NICU. You know, all of these amazing things that we get to use when we need it. If It's not an either-or situation. Mm-hmm. You're not 100% granola or 100% Western clinical. The And, and if you are, you're actually missing out on... Mm. A, a true holistic experience where you're treating the body as a whole based on what it actually needs. Mm-hmm. And so when we can combine the two worlds, then that's when we can really take advantage of what people have been using since the beginning of time and what we have been able to learn with modern medicine. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of shame and judgment. And especially as women, when we know what worked for our bodies, it can be easy to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're feeding their child. Mm-hmm such and such or how could they be drinking coffee when they're breastfeeding and like you know all this stuff like Mm -hmm. that it's just like you know like it's again honoring your body and feeling empowering feeling empowered in your body and your experience and so for me it's been with mental health and I talk about this a lot but with my history with depression and as a 
someone who leans crunchy um (laughs) uh it's been really hard I've had a love-hate relationship with antidepressants and I still kind of do to be honest but it um it's been a powerful tool for me Mm. um to have medication when I need it but medication doesn't solve anything if I'm not applying all of my holistic Mm -hmm. practices Mm -hmm. and all of my holistic practices can't always cut it and so I bring in therapy or medication when I need to and I've been able to find a balance that works for me Mm -hmm. and when I'm getting off of medication I work with professionals when I'm getting on it I work with professionals Mm -hmm. and it's embracing and I find practitioners that I resonate with and feel like um, support me Mm -hmm. and so if we can take the shame and guilt and judgment out of things it's very hard to do and mm-hmm. I, if you do, I will give, I will make you a pie. I will <laughs> deliver it to your house and then say, tell me everything you know. Yeah. Um, but it's a practice. All this stuff is a practice. Yeah. Um, and it's really um, embracing and accepting what it did end up looking like for you. Mm-hmm. And now that you, and then once you get out of that situation, mm-hmm. what does your body need? And can you go back to more of the holistic things that you mm-hmm. like or whatever? So it really is, again, your story is different than anyone else's story. And you don't even know, like, what your body actually needed or didn't need. And it's just, like, it's just okay. And once you get through those experiences, then you get to gauge and check in and have some forgiveness Mm -hmm. (laughs) lessons and some acceptance. And then Mm -hmm. you get to choose how you move forward. Are there medications that you need or doctors that you can need to continue to work with? But how can you keep adding to your pie with all the other things that you need, like mm-hmm. meditations or changing your diet mm-hmm. or energy work, massages, things like that? Like, how can you fully nourish yourself and support your body no matter what ends up being true for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, there's no one size fits all. I love what you said about the pie. I also love um, pizza. I love all foods that are circular. <laughs> circular. Um, <Yeah>. Donuts. Mm. <laughs> um, this is, Your phone case is a donut. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It says, do not forget. It was $1.50. Um, I I think uh, an important thing to remember, you know, now that we're kind of closing this, there's a lot of great nuggets in this. But um, for a mom who's maybe sitting in the NICU right now, uh, it may be overwhelming to think about uh, this entire healing process, a a lifetime of healing and um, self-care practice. What might be be a first step that you Mm -hmm. could take? What would that look like Mm -hmm. for for a mom or anybody who's in the midst of trauma? If you're in the midst of trauma, and this applies to in – so many different scenarios like when you're in the midst of a panic attack or when you're in the midst of your neck going out it's is doing the best you can to get through it Mm -hmm. and trusting that your body is wise Mm -hmm. and that it will get you there Mm -hmm. and to not partake in things that are triggers 
So social media. Mm, Can you say that one more time? (laughs) And the social media. Social media. (laughs) Which, you know, is beautiful because now you have this community thanks to social media. Right. Yeah. So everything can be used as medicine or as poison. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But like knowing when that would be appropriate and when that wouldn't, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're in the midst of a trauma and you all you can do is sit and wait could you play a game on your phone or something instead of scrolling through social media? Like what can you do to keep your mind busy? There's breathing exercises that you can do that help calm you down, but just think of how can I support myself and my body and my mind Mm -hmm. and just get through it and not try to heal and not try to fix anything Mm -hmm. and just be with yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. have your loved one just hold you Mm -hmm. or something like, and, and take off any extra expectation and any Mm -hmm. other stress Mm -hmm. and just let yourself be and do it and trust the wisdom of Mm -hmm. getting through the trauma. Yeah. And then after that, slowly being like, what is the next step? Mm -hmm. What's the next little thing that I can do? Yep to help this situation what's the next little thing next little thing yeah and really try to get out of this big picture stuff that we're talking about because there's a time and a place for that to be helpful yeah but it's also you are okay Mm -hmm. right now yeah and you are strong right now yep and it's going to be okay yeah omg this totally makes me think of a song from frozen 2 i have not yet seen it (laughs) um, because i don't think i'm emotionally prepared to because parts of it are about grief and trauma i understand um but there's there's literally a song in it where um a character is basically talking about grief and loss and it's called the next right thing basically she's singing herself out of a depression basically she's saying i don't know what i'm gonna do but all i know i can do is just the next right thing anyway that like just completely uh summed up i feel like what you were saying so like you and disney are on like the same wavelength i know for once i don't know what it says about them or about yeah (laughs) they're wise enough that disney and they know know how to get in there oh yeah and just like rip up your inner child i can't oh yeah i definitely sobbed on the ground holding my newborn child as i sang that oh Oh, I, yeah, it was fine. It oh. was fine. I called my mom. She came out. We got invited to watch Coco um, when, uh, oh around gosh. Halloween time at a friend's house. And I was actually having my own, like, it was an emotional, I don't know, whatever, what was going on. But I was feeling lots of emotions. And I'm like, I cannot go watch Coco. Yes. I would, I'd be fun to hang out. But, like, I don't have the emotional capacity to watch that movie right now. Wow, so that sounds like you honored where you were <laughs> at and practiced self care. I did. Um, and Brandy, you mentioned earlier about will, if possible, if you could link, a, you know, share with us a couple of little exercises or things that we could link in the um, description of this podcast. That'd be great too. Little practices. Yeah. Well, Brandy, thank you so much, and. We will be doing a follow-up episode with Randy more on some of the practices that she mentioned. She um, alluded to, like, kind of the daily practices. So Mm -hmm. we will do a follow-up episode with maybe more of the practical piece of self-care. But, Mamas, I hope that as you listen to this, um, that you just felt encouraged to honor that beautiful, wise – I love how Randy said wise body many Mm -hmm. times – that Mm -hmm. wise body of yours. Yeah especially when it feels like your body maybe failed you, that it didn't, um, that your body is powerful and beautiful. Yeah. 
So, nice. um, Randy, thank you. I'm getting emotional <laughs> as I'm ending this. Thank you so much for your time today. Mm-hmm. We will link how to find Randy, her practice, her beautiful podcast. Yes. Um, and we will do a follow-up episode yeah. hopefully soon. Yeah. Hashtag wise womb. Yes. yes. Wise womb. Let's do that. Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> I can't trademark the word womb. Um, that's, that's it, I guess. We should get a shirt with the back that just says <gasps> wise womb. Wise womb. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we are the only two people who'd wear it. <laughs> I don't know. I wear it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just start a movement. Uh, Why not? As always, we will link how to stay connected with us. And if you are a Nikki mom listening and you heard about that private Facebook group that we mentioned, we will also link how to find us there too. So thank you for taking the time to listen with us. And thank you, Randy, again for sharing. Thank you, Randy. Thank you for having me. Of course. We will see you guys next time. If you love this podcast and would like to hear more amazing stories, please consider becoming a member of the Dear NICU Mama Patreon page. In addition to special merchandise and early access to content, Patreon members support the mission, programs, and services of Dear NICU Mama. You can find the link on the description of this episode. As always, if you'd like to hear more from Dear NICU Mama, click subscribe. Welcome to the sisterhood.